up, everybody? What's good, party people? How you doing, people? We are back again. Sir, it's another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the things you love and hate to see. It's your boy KP right here. It's your boy Mike Hill made it, also known as Mikey Dimes, here for you. D-Wild. And today we got a very, very special episode. We're going to talk about something that we've been meaning to talk about for a while, you know, but life happens, man. Life but does, man. It, it took me a little bit to finish the show, is yeah, what these niggas are saying. Yeah, these <laughs> niggas are blaming me because TikTok. I didn't fucking finish the show, but I know we've been waiting on Mike to do plenty of shit before. Oh, so. brother. You know Hey, we all, I'm just saying, niggas, niggas so want to put right it now. on blast. <laughs> When I'm the holdup, but oh I've there's God. been plenty of times oh niggas just God. didn't want to get up to record. Anyways, <laughs> any goddamn way, we're here to talk about the the Netflix hit, uh, one of my top five shows of the year, The Queen's Gambit. So we got you know we um, getting back to our roots a bit here. Um, we're gonna go with our old school exit survey. Um, so if you haven't seen The Queen's Gambit. Uh, if you have no interest in the Queen's Gambit, fuck off. Don't listen. <laughs> literally, literally, skip this pod and go back to rewatch one of our uh, previous ones. Facts, facts. So big spoiler alert right now. Um, we're going deep on the show. Oh yeah, we're going deep. In the words of Jason Concepcion, deep. deep. <laughs> we're going deep. You did so. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get this thing popping, man. Let's go. Man, I'll lead it off. So we'll just go into KP, Mike, man. What was y'all's instant reaction? Like, just first thoughts once you finish the show. Man. First thoughts when I finished the show was, wow, that was really fun. I didn't know exactly what to expect. I just saw Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm-hmm. I saw Chess. I was like, man, I like Chess. I like Anya Taylor-Joy. Let me tune in. Fine. And then, you know, seven episodes later, I was like, yo, that was lit. That was lit. It was really like, like just... A sports movie. Just a seven-episode sports movie for me, honestly. We got air quotes on sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a sport. <laughs> it's, not a, it's a board game. It's a board game. <laughs> it's not Thank you. Oh, okay. Just yeah. making that clear for the people. And I like chess, but it's a sport. <laughs> exactly. a sport. A sports strategy. movie. strategy. I mean, anything could be a sports movie, man. Balto a damn sports movie. <laughs> Balto, that shit a sport. a sports movie this for the shit. dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, in, like, in the, in the percept. Uh, in the... Like, sports movie, underdog team or whatever reaches glory and everybody's cheering for him at the end and they're the fan favorite. No one's playing yeah. Aquila and the Bee is a sports movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it basically is. So, oh, you know, my God. I mean, and, and there's a question mark on underdog because she was wiping yeah, Roman's ass. Yeah, most of this show. I mean, her first game when she was underdog and that was it. She was y'all, ruthless. Y'all focus too much on sports and not just like the archetype of the the sports movie. Okay. It's like in general, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we got a couple we got a couple training montages. We got when she got to the top, mm-hmm. then got knocked down, then had her re-back, right. then, then had her swing back up to the top, and then beat the guy in and the final season. When she gets that call and everybody's on the phone, like, okay, this that is what you got That's some sports movie shit, bro. I, my first reaction to it, uh, like KP said, I love chess, so I was like, all right, bad. He's been... He's been harping on this for a minute, so we let me love, let me check. We it out. love chat. We got some nerds on Trust here, me. ladies hey, and gents. We do. Hey, this is a nerd podcast. <laughs> I mean, but they, we really love chat. <laughs> I'll, I'll put this. Do you uh, know the names year, of my the My first board? year playing pro ball and baseball, our teammates would play. We download the chess app and we would play chess on road trips. So, thank you. Chess for friends. Chess for friends and this are different. <laughs> I'm. Gl- I like how they did it though for the format. I like how they did a like I guess a mini series one season because once I got to the end, I'm like. I mean, she's already at the top. She's already at the bottom four, but now back on top. Like, what is there? What can she do? Because they talked about 
you know, chess players getting burnt out at 22 after being the greatest. So, yeah. um, I kind of like how they went that route. But, again, I, there's one thing I did want to see I wanted to bring up. It's called the Netflix effect of what, like, this uh, show has done for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on October 23rd this year, uh, it dropped on Netflix. Um, to date, 60, 62 million households have watched the show. Um, inquiries for chess sets are up 250% on eBay. Wow. Uh, Google, or, sorry, Google search queries <laughs> for how to play chess has hit all-time high in nine years. The original novel, The Queen's Gambit, is now a New York seller's, uh, New York Times bestseller 37 years after its release. Damn, and the number of new players on chess.com has gone up 5%, or five times. So That's fire, though. Oh, That's fire. Times, chess yeah. is a great game, man. I was telling... Um, I forget who I was telling this, but, like, chess, like, back in, like, the 90s, bro, like, chess used to be, like, the shit. Like, chess used to be, like, like, if your kid, like, if you just knew your kid wasn't finna be fire at sports, <laughs> then you would try to make your kid, like, a chess prodigy. Nigga, how do you know this? You was born in 95. Because I was trying to be turned into a chess prodigy. All right, well, this brings us to our, our next question, man. Was y'all chess niggas, man? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Was, if you y'all... wasn't in the chess club as a, as a kid, you wasn't on no bitches, man. Hey, man, I, I, I was in the chess club until I turned 10 and started realizing I wanted bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you realized you you were getting <laughs> you were getting zero bitches from beating a nigga in chess i yeah, promise yeah, yeah, you yeah, I, you I, get I, more bitches by sharing your hot fries I, I remember bro. One, uh, specific memory from being in chess club when i was little I thought I was feeling good. I, was, I won a couple pawn. You know how you start off with the pawn game and shit like that? Like, I won a couple games like that. You know what? I'm ready for chess. I really didn't know the moves yet all the way, but I was like, let me go to the chess teacher. The nigga Queens gambled me my first ever game. And I was like looking at the board like, man, this is embarrassing. Let's make a mic go here. Yeah, after that, I was like, seven right, turns, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, three. Three. I used to know somebody. I used to know I was about to whip somebody ass when they moved like the far, the furthest pawn. Oh first. man! I was like, oh man, this guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> or, he, or he's like, damn, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's playing mind games with yeah, me or something? Like, nah, bro. Nah, hey trash. man, I just moved that. Like I said, I just tried to take as I was out there treating that shit like checkers, trying to take as many pieces <laughs> as possible. Yeah. I was playing at the boys and girls club for bags of hot Cheetos. Like it was just, yeah, it was just niggas playing, bro. I did. I had like chess books. Like my pop, me and my pops used to play on the. Swear, did y'all did y'all learn like the the names of the spaces Notation, like yeah. Rook Three, mm-hmm. Queens Rook Three, you know all that. You, like all the that chess stuff. club, that's like the like the like pawn. After you learn the pawn game, you learn the squares, you learn the pieces, you learn all that. So it's pretty much come to come. Like I told y'all niggas, I entered and exited chess club <laughs> within a very a very <laughs> short period of time. Okay, y'all niggas made it a little further than me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful game, man. Oh, yeah, it, it says a lot about you. The way you, the way you move chess pieces says a lot about how you're moving in life. You know. Wow. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's just wrong. Hey, that's what I got. That's the sense I got from watching the show. And 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 see. It makes me think about uh, it's like in the second episode of The Wire, the, the chess monologue. 
that D gives all the kids out there in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Where he's basically breaking down all the pieces. He's saying, y'all are the punks. Y'all are the runners. Oh, yeah. Runners. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, uh, Avon's the king, and the king stay the king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, how do you take the king? And he's like, no, oh, you can't do that. You can, like, the king stay the king. Whatever. Exactly. So, yeah, man, like. Nobody else becomes a king. Just like, you can, like, like, pawns can become any piece yeah. but the king. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's deep. All right, so now we're going to trans- transition into another theme that the show has. And basically, like, while Beth, you know, her parents are orphaned, and at, or, like, she becomes orphaned because, I don't know, her mom That's is crazy, hiding bro. her from her dad, and then her mom gets into a that car accident to trying you, to kill herself. Situation. I think the way they did it is just showing it through, like, a childhood trauma, mm-hmm. which is, like, interesting. Because, I mean, as a child, you're never going to get a full understanding yeah, of what that was. So she doesn't, yeah, like, she doesn't even know and so it leaves the audience guessing and trying to fill in the gaps the same way that the character is so it kind of immerses you more into like what Beth is feeling and so one way she coped with that is they were just feeding them kids tranks at the Good at tranks. the fucking yeah, at the fucking That's orphanage crazy. like they was they just all like they won the championship trains, games man. Man. Like, when Sardi climbed through the window and took like goddamn the whole yeah, bro, she took, oh, yeah she, like oh, she thing. she started stuffing her pockets <laughs> then fixed to leave then uh, turned back around and said nah uh, give me the whole uh, job uh, little girl you just cracking she just popped like twenty trying to yes bro she was she was really having the itchy scratchies she took off <laughs> a bunch I'm like bro you're just dry swallowing twenty drank <laughs> pills too right, like right? that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy when what was the time period for this the 1970s 80s 50s 50s way off it was like 50s when she was a kid and then 60s is when yeah. she was like actually competing it just blows my mind that the government the fda approved handing out tranquilizers <laughs> and those kind of drugs god knows what else to children, to children. To children. But was, children. But, could swear up and down the bible that weed is the worst thing for you yeah, exactly that, about it. that's just crazy that's, about it. How, how can you push legit hardcore drugs on these little girls these little uh you know, orphan people, and then not expect them to have issues once once they leave. I guarantee you that wasn't the first instance that happened. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Hey, I mean, like even Jolene said in the show, she said in the next few days when they stopped giving the drinks, she was like, "You gonna see a few girls in here that are having trouble coping mm-hmm. without the drinks." Ten-year-olds going through that like ten-year-olds going through withdrawal. <laughs> like that's crazy. But I mean, on that note, niggas niggas trying to pop some drinks, like you know, <laughs> I'll pop a drink if Should I could get... see chess pieces on the table. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that wasn't just drink. That was. Some I was like, clear that, now. that is a crazy kind of high that she was experiencing oh, right there. He's looking at chess pieces on the ceiling, upside down. Right? Right. Upside yeah. down and just, and re- just reliving like, like entire matches or envisioning like future matches. Like mm-hmm. that's some that's some crazy shit. And I think, like, she thought that it was the drugs that allowed her to do that, but really it was just, you're a fucking prodigy. She's a savant. Like, yeah, she is literally a prodigy. Other niggas didn't pop tranks and, and like, her mom was <laughs> popping tranks and that bitch was just yeah, going to sleep. <laughs> She's just going to sleep. She's an addict. Like, like, and, I mean, that's another relationship that we can unpack in this like mm-hmm. her addiction coping with her mom kind of enabling her yeah. at the whole time and her mom having her own addiction yeah. and like they there was heavy in addition to the tranquilizers that they were addicted to there was heavy alcoholism they even take the time to explain like the mom's like of the gibson over a martini mm-hmm. which is 
You know, I mean, it's the same thing as a martini, except they use it with a pickled onion, <laughs> which is gross, yeah, instead yeah, of an yeah. olive. Like, I don't know how she's... It's, it's, it's a more refined taste. Like, like is, a, is an olive in your drink any better than... Right. Well, it's, it's, yes, it's better than a pickled onion. Y'all niggas, onions is vinegar. It's better, but what is bro, olive y'all's breasts, drink? y'all breasts are kicking. Olive? Bro, less than a pickled I mean, onion. I don't, drink, I don't drink either one. Yeah, they're uh, both not uh, ideal, yeah, but... The relationship between her and her mom, I think, is really cool because, like, when the dad left or whatever, it, I mean, yeah. it obviously took a toll on the mom. Yeah, 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 and like, it's obvious that she had no idea what to do with the little girl. She just kind of adopted her on a whim. Yeah, or whatever. She was just like, okay, yeah, here you live here, and like I don't know why. Yeah, she I, it seemed like yeah, the mom wanted weird. a friend or a companion, yeah. like she, because the husband wasn't being. But like they weren't even that. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't get their whole relationship. The I mean, they became friends. Yeah, they like they like bonded over just being kind of like fucked up people. You know yeah, and that was that was kind of how it not was. fucked up, but like flawed people. You know? Yeah, and like she got which is which is cool because like it's like there's it's not really like a typical mother-daughter relationship it's just like i'm looking out for you we would just be like flawed together in this male dominated world yeah yeah it was very cool to see like just two women kind of on their own being trailblazers like being successful her mom i mean say say what you want about her her mom being right yeah her her adopted mom yeah say what you want about her adopted mom being an alcoholic but like that woman could budget. That woman was actually a good agent. Yeah. Like, you and know, a great she was a piano player. Yeah, she and a, and an exceptional piano she player. Extremely talented. She was she was talented and I think just kind of like the weight of like societal pressures and like needing a man to do this that and the third mm-hmm. like of that time really was just like bearing down on her and to see, you know, her adopted daughter being able to break out in a world crazy. you know dominated by yeah. men another thing i like about the mom is like she's kind of like a avatar for like the audience that doesn't really know chess yeah and i think this is like a very friendly show for people that like like even if you very don't brain know like music. like me who like, didn't who wasn't in chess club long enough to yeah. learn the fucking spaces like, like even if you like have no idea how to play chess it's not like, like you can still watch the show and enjoy it because like the mom is like whenever she comes back from like playing a game or whatever, she's like, "How'd it go?" And then she's like, "Yeah, she'll sit down and she'll live and give us a post now post game interview." And her mom's like, "So did you win?" So it's like, like she's really like the audience avatar for people that don't know what the fuck is going on. Like you don't have to because it's a sports movie. Yeah, I mean, it was it's kind of like, do you get the feel of it? I mean, there were some tense moments even with that when the first time like she's like, "I failed." She's like, "Yeah, I've never." She's like. Uh, saying to her mom, like, I've never failed. And her mom's like, it's okay, like, people failed. She's like, nah, I know it's coming for you, but it's not for me. (laughs) And then her mom, like, claps back a little. Yeah, she was being an asshole to her mom, but then her mom just claps back and was like, well, now you know that feeling, too. (laughs) And then just, like, drops mic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, I mean, piggybacking off of that, we can talk, so we're talking about the struggle of these two women in, like, a male-dominated world. And, like, is it that men... Are just trash or is it a problem or is it like that Beth has like internal problems that she unpacks and like poor decision-making skills let's, let's make no mistake men are trash but Beth does not help her case she's also pretty trash yeah, she, she, she has been I feel like 
throughout the series, she had been surrounded by people who were willing to help her kind of overcome her apparent or obvious drug issues. And <laughs> but still, she kind of, you know, do what most trash people do or most people do, just, you know, become their own worst enemy. Right. And don't accept the help. So it's like, I mean, yeah, men are trash, but down to the core, is it really, you know, like we were talk, like we talked about, we guys are talking about euphoria, is like, is, it, is the addiction making you an asshole or are you an asshole because you're an addict? Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Say so, hey, we only know with her because she's been an addict since she was goddamn. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so she's really been behind the eight ball for a while. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a play of that addiction. Like we even see it with her relation, her first like real, like male relationship with Harry, or even, we see it with Harry, like when he's trying to help her train for chess, and you know she's really like. Is that Dudley Dursley? Dudley. Dudley Dursley. That's a weird what? looking dude. Dudley Dursley? You didn't know that? No, his name is... Oh, are you... Oh, oh, oh you're Harry talking Potter. about from Harry yeah, Potter. Oh, I was like, yeah. this nigga's name is Harry Melly. Okay. Damn, he got really skinny. But yeah, he's a weird looking dude. But like with their relationship or whatever, she was like the first big chess tournament that they won. He comes back and tries to help her. And as he's like showing her stuff and she's like, oh, you didn't see that already? And he's like, no, not that fast. I'm not as good as you. And he's like, you're too sharp for me. And gets up and leaves. And then they end up... Like, he ends up basically yeah. moving out because, like, she's yeah. so abrasive to someone who's trying to help her. Yeah. I mean, we even see it at the beginning with Mr. Scheibel. She calls him a fucking cocksucker. Because yeah. he won't play, like, at but nine. Again, but she was probably having some withdrawals from the morphine or the tranquilizer. From the tranks. Yes, but, I mean, she called him a cocksucker. Yeah, because, age of ten. Because like he said, no, this is sportsmanship. You give up the game now. Yeah. And he fucking didn't talk to her for, like, a week and a half, as he should. Yeah. Uh, like I said, she's always been going through issues. But when it comes to, I guess, uh, what was his name? Uh, Dursley? Harry, yeah, Harry Beltic. I was, I was, I don't know how I really felt about his character. I thought he was like a good chess player, but I think mainly what kind of brought him to the fold for me was kind of the end when it was him and uh, Jojen Reed. I don't know any of these characters. <laughs> Benny. 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 He's a Jojen Reed, yeah. The, we, we got cameos of these actors in, in various roles hey, of other of, TV. Game of Thrones, I, I, I swear. Shout out to all these British actors with great American accents. Right? <laughs> exactly. Perfect American Apparently accents. Apparently an American accent's not that hard to do. So. Uh, Apparently. I can't do a British one, though. Good day, Mike. No. <laughs> like I said, I, I said I couldn't. Uh, hey, bro, I don't know. What's the difference between Australian and British accents? They sound the fucking same to no, me. No, no. Okay. You just can't do an accent. No, I, 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 I can't either. Uh, you got no vocal tone. Hey, man. I'm, okay, anyway, the, the niggas that she's encountered in this show, Beth plays in a part in being, like, ass to them. But they also, like... I we like should... he was kind of weak, though. That's yeah, like, that's what we're kind of... have a weak demeanor. Yeah, like, so... That's that's another thing we can piggyback off this. I mean, all she knows is fucking chess niggas. Is the fact <laughs> is the fact of the matter that she just fucks and hangs around with a lot of lames? But like, is that is that another what, thing? Is she a lame too? Is it, what, <laughs> is, what is she gonna talk about? Hey, Beth. She just be, hot. She I was like, Beth be dressing. I was like, Beth be be dressing. So she be dancing. She was She was at that college party while she was in high school. What's the, what's the, uh... I see how many... I see, what? Uh, black girl's name. Who's, who oh, Jolene. Jolene. Yeah, yeah but she... Friend. That's her only, only friend. friend, but she had been friends with her from the orphanage <laughs> and then didn't see her again for, like, ten years. Yeah, 
exactly. Like, so, I mean, yeah, that was her only, like, true friend. Yeah, so she's a lame, too. She yeah, so I, we, I don't know. Je- Beth was out there getting drippy, bro. Beth I mean, had bits off. Beth was, like, Beth was going to college <laughs> parties and went smoking and, and you know, get, oh, yeah, and having was, a good time. Like, Beth, I was like, Beth was kind of fresh, bro. Yeah, she was getting around like, Beth was not a lame. That was her virginity. Hold up. She lost her virginity to a college dude. Yeah, she did. I forgot about that part. I mean, yeah, that's another. I mean, she was just kind of very sexually free in the show, and I was like, that's that's a great thing. Like, she should be free to choose how she wants, when, and who she wants to have sex with. Like, and you know, fuck whatever the societal. Yes, if it's legal, that one (laughs) might not have been legal. Yes, actually, because that nigga was probably over eighteen, and she was definitely not eighteen. Hold on, let me ask y'all a question. In watching the um, the show. Did y'all pick up that Towns was gay? Yes. I was one, remember I brought it up to you. I was like, is Towns gay? I was like, I was okay. like and you were like, what? And then we Googled it and confirmed yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I, like I, did, you didn't catch that? I did not no. pick Bruh, up. No. I, so I thought I thought he wasn't, because that nigga was definitely trying to slide on her. But then <laughs> but then that other nigga walked into his room and like shit just made two one, there was one bed. That nigga left with the shortest shorts ever. I was like, it's the 50s. Niggas not wearing shorts like this, bro. But I mean, I guess white people did used to wear, like, white men used to wear Speedos to the pool. But, like, I don't know. That shit... That shit just looked even, real questionable and sus to I me. I, like, I really didn't even pick up on it until you said something. I was like, I and I was like, that. I was like, I don't know. Like, and you were like, maybe he's just poor. And I was like, a hotel room? Like, yeah. for work, though? <laughs> like, you're sharing? Like, no. Yeah, I, I was know. like, and Beth and her mom, every hotel room they got had two beds. Like, yeah. the hotel rooms offer you options, two beds or one bed for the same price. I'm not judging, but I know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know either. Like, I didn't, literally didn't pick it up because I was like, man, it's so weird. This grown-ass man, Towns trying to hit on this little girl. Because uh, yeah. I was like, man, like, Towns was supposed to be in college at that first mm-hmm. tournament. I was like, yeah, man. he was in I college. I was like, this man was 30, one. man. <laughs> <laughs> he hey. was in college at the first tournament. Like, she was just way more, I guess, nah, she wasn't I mature think, for her age. I think it was just weird I mean, because... she just not a high school actor, not playing high school chips. Yeah, because, so. like, <laughs> like I think they could have benefited from having, like, a... Another actress come in to play that like in thirteen age. year old age, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, Anya Taylor like Joy is like twenty three. Yeah. And just, just looks, because you have like a fucked up wig on doesn't mean doesn't mean still, that you look. 13. Yeah, that was yeah, a weird like, period. Yeah, like, this, this girl's obviously twenty five. I'm I'm supposed to believe she's fifteen. Yeah, yeah, because like, even when they adopted her, they said thirteen, but she was like, actually, I'm fifteen. But it's like you yeah. know, I was like, no, she's she. You look mid twenties. Like yeah, you yeah. look like you she look grown. You thirty. And I was like, <laughs> she looked grown. Like and they had her playing. Like they could have had yeah, like a yeah, preteen. Like, like, the chick. only aging they had was like. I, I mean, from a childhood. Ten year old, and then it was. <laughs> the yeah, ten year old. Like, the only way you know how old she is is like by the length of her hair and her makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they started letting her. They were like, "All right, well, she gets older, we can actually like full on do the makeup yeah. and everything." Like, they didn't even try to make her look um, younger. They just tried to make her look unattractive. 
Yeah, they they just put her in like longer I dresses like they, and yeah. shit. What's too. that? What's that little redhead doll? The South, the South. Right again. Yeah, like they, they, did, like, they did like the bob haircut. Yeah. And they put some blush on her cheeks right here, that's and that's really it. Really it. So, like, <laughs> it was like, all right, whatever. This man yeah, called her a cabbage patch. Like, the next episode, she has long hair. She's hot, and you don't know how old she is. I'm like, all right. No, yeah, so, they could they could have done that a little better. Yeah. But I mean, when so when we're just like addressing all the relationships that she's got with men, she's got town. That's like the first one that we have a hint at. We already touched on Harry. Yeah, she was like in love with him. Yeah, she was, and she was, yeah, and she comes back and says in the story, like, Towns is the only dude that she loves. And I'm like, damn, she really fell for, like, the gay dude. Yeah, like, damn. Happens. And then she's got <laughs> Harry, who, like, you know, adores her. But that nigga had, yeah, that nigga yeah. had meth teeth. Like that nigga looked like a meth head in well, the, when, when they were looking at his teeth. teeth. Yeah, but I'm y'all. I vividly remember how bad his teeth were. I was like that nigga. I thought he was off crack. Like I thought he was a crack fiend because his teeth were so fucked up. And yeah, he said he used his tuition to to fix his teeth for her, and she was like, "Yeah, worth it." No, no, nigga, that was a horrible decision. You can't put a price on a smile. Hey, now that nigga is assistant manager at a grocery store yeah, like cool. the what? she left you for a nigga in a cowboy hat, like man. yeah literally left you in a nigga a li- and he's not even like from texas or anything <laughs> nigga lives in new york <laughs> 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 like crocodile dundee in, in new york yeah okay, let me just go ahead and say that his costume is horrible <laughs> coat, we're talking about benny watts ladies and, uh, and yeah the trench coat the cowboy hat and that dumbass knife yeah like, bro, like he's supposed to be cool bro this is not working <laughs> not, i thought he was gonna be from Texas or something. That, that nigga, they said that nigga was from New York. Yeah. Bro, I was sick. No, I first of all, it's, it's damn near impossible to be cool at 140 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could have got like a cooler Unless person. you're rapping. You got a cooler person with like a beard or something to play this cowboy figure. But I mean, like, respect to Jojen Reed, though, but... He, I just wasn't, I wasn't getting the cool vibe from him. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't getting the cool vibes. He played, I think he played like the help her get fixed, like help her get healthy vibe better and like concerned for her. Like that aspects when he was like, you could tell he'd like fall for her and stuff. And like Mm -hmm. that, that he played better, but him trying to like, before they became like really close, him just trying to be cool and the big shot, like yeah, I was like, apparently he had bitches though, he had that French girl. He did have, he was was like, bitches liked model. I was like, yeah, bitches did like his persona, that French model that literally, like that literally like enabled her to yeah. fuck up her French turn because she was jealous she that Benny him. loved her yeah. and didn't love and like didn't love Clea, Cleo yeah. the way that I'm you know like, she loved her. I'm like you this man out here fucking French models and he got a lawn chair as his dining room set. Bruh, yes, yeah. 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 Then yeah. he had two yeah. couch yeah. cushions <laughs> as his couch, bruh. And he and made yeah. her sleep on a foot pump air mattress yeah, instead of Fucking yeah. <laughs> like bro, I, th- I thought Benny was gay. I was like, no, this nigga got a not like woman. Women, bro. He letting this five bitch uh, foot pump an air oh mattress. But but no, hey no, but respect to Benny because he was doing it because he he could tell she was an addict yeah. and that she was not healthy mm-hmm. and he was like, no, nah, I'm not doing anything with you. Because you're not mentally okay. And so I I think that's really good. And that's one thing that she benefited from in these relationships. She tended, when she was with a guy, she tended to be more sober, more Mm clear-headed. And that's also when she was focusing more 
solely on chest. Right. I, I don't think she was like replacing them as her drug. I think she was just realized like, you know, she was she was being focused. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it helps to have people around you that care about you, man. Yeah, like, exactly. you're alone, it's easy to, you know, slip into those vices and shit that, you know, shit that turns out bad. But when you have people around you that care about you, you know, try to lift you up and stuff like that, you know, it's easier to stay on that straight and narrow. Yeah, and that was hard for Benny. Like, when she loses in Paris, when we see that at the beginning of, of the last episode, like, when she loses in Paris and comes back and says, yeah, I'm just going to go home and, like, get drunk. And he's like, nah, come to New York. And she's like, nah, I'd rather get drunk than, than, go, than go be with you. I was like, damn. Like, you know, like we said, Benny was, Benny was lame, but Ben <laughs> is a bitch for that. Like, she's you, lame. You told a nigga that you know loves you, I would rather get drunk and get fucked and high than... Yeah, she also didn't want to be at that dirty-ass crib, and I can't blame her. She had a full, she had a nice-ass house no, in Kentucky. Whenever she uh, walked up the steps to the brownstone, and he's like, no, I'm down here. Uh, yeah, yeah, we knew we knew it was wrong, and she's like, but you came from my... And then they got wads of cash, bro. That nigga did not have to be living like that, bro. He chose to. He's a chess nigga. He don't care. Hey, nah, that nigga knows he can't he needed to save that money <laughs> like right. chess champion with a bag man come on do better benny yeah yes do better so like we said it's a combination of the men are lame and beth has poor decision making skills and yeah. she's also a recovering addict and does that doesn't make a good good equation yeah that doesn't make good for you know good lasting relationships <laughs> yeah. that good news. and you know i think that kind of leads me to my next question like would y'all watch a second season? And like, what if you did? What are the kind of things that you'd want to see out of it? Mm. I think it's perfect as is in this in the limited series, limited series form. Like, I mean, we've seen enough chess. I don't want to see like an older version of Beth. I mean, they got the really like the perfect age. She's like mm-hmm. um, early twenties and fine. Uh, I don't like. Do we want to see thirty-year-old Beth? No, because. Well, I see, I take it another route, though. I want to see, so yeah, I agree with you, I don't want to see no more chess. She is at her peak, and like she said, a lot of chess people burn out at 20, but that's what I want to see. I want to see how she lives through after that, the, after the burnout, because it's like, the chess just happened to be a side factor for me. Most of this time, I was just captivated with Beth as a character. Okay. The way, I, the way I'm looking at it, it's kind of like, that uh have you guys seen the chernobyl miniseries on hbo mm-hmm. it's like something like that it's i think it was it's meant to only be one season yeah. so like i said she's already won the championship i mean i know you want to see the burnout but like kp was saying this is like essentially like a sports uh a sports show right or were you saying that no yeah. kp said it was a sports show right. but i was focusing more on the drama aspect you could yeah. flip it you could do like if y'all seen y'all seen the limited series on HBO, Big Little Liars. Right. Like they came back for a second season of that, and that was supposed to be a limited series, yeah. and brought in Meryl Streep and kind of just navigated different, like a different, a completely different turn just, from I the mean, first I season. They, I think they told the story they wanted to tell. Yeah, though. I feel that's what yeah. I'm saying. I feel like the Beth Harmon story was told. Yeah. Like if if you were gonna do a Queen's Gambit, maybe do it. But I, from a point of view of another, not the point of view of another character, but just like a whole different cast and crew of people, maybe. I wouldn't but be I, interested in that. I'm like, saying I, I'm okay with just the one season. That's it. Yeah, I, I can't mean, imagine. I, I feel that it's a it's a good it's a good one season. Do y'all think this would have been better served as a movie or? Mm. Mm, I mean, 
I'm okay with the with yeah, the yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. Jamming in seven hours of content into two and a half. Like I think we lose a lot yeah, of that orphanage. Lot. We lose a, lose a lot of that orphanage time, mm-hmm. and then we lose the rise, fall, and then rise again. Of like it's just faster. I mean, they could do that in a movie because it is done in sports movies all the time. Yeah. But it's just like way faster. The new wave is just going to be TV shows anyway. Like movies are per, not out the window, but you know I feel like more people are going to be tuning into a critically acclaimed TV series rather than. A box office hit. Yeah, I mean, it's a money thing. If you can hook people for seven hours, why would you not do that as opposed to two hours? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know? True. The same way with, like, music versus podcasts. If you can hook someone for three minutes, why not see if you can hook them for three hours? Yeah. So, it's it's just all a, it's all a money grab. And I, I think limited series are the way to go, because I don't see Netflix well, those, doing, yeah. like, I don't see Netflix doing, like, you know, long 24-episode network TV shows. Yeah. Like, everything's, like... I like three, four season shows like Max or like, you know, a one season limited series like we Mm -hmm. said with this one or, you know, the HBO Big Little Lies or Chernobyl. Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah, it was a one one season. Like those limited series are good. And that one season thing. I hope so because it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes it's good to just get in and get out. Mid crap. <laughs> yeah, that's well, we're probably not gonna have a, a season recap on that show, oh, folks. You're gonna have to go somewhere for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to finish it first. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not gonna happen. So that brings us to our thing. What's your what's your final rating on the show? Like what would you rate this limited series as is out of ten? You know, um like I said before, this is one of my top five shows of the year. It's probably three or four. Um I'm, I'm gonna give it like a good 8.7, man. 8.7. Only gripes I have with it are, um, like I said earlier, it was kind of <laughs> hard to tell how old ATJ was at certain points. Yeah. I feel like they could have done better with with some costumes, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's very minor. Throwing in another. Yeah, they could have just had a different actress post <laughs> pre graduation Beth, and then yeah. switched to ATJ post graduation. Right. But yeah, ATJ, man, she's a star. Yeah, hey, see her in Peaky Blinders as well. She Another was. quality TV. And she's Argentinian. Who knew? I swear. Yeah. Hey. She be speaking Spanish like shit. Oh, I mean, that explains some of the she's, fineness. She's British. <laughs> <laughs> hey, American Argentinian British actress. She got three hyphens. Hey, from Miami. Yeah, that explains oh, some of the that explains some of the fineness right there. Ladies and gents. Um, Mike, what you for, got? For me, I enjoyed the show. Um, for, I would probably, if I had to rank, rank it at ten out of eight, or ten out of ten, or out of ten, I'd probably rank it a, an eight out of ten. Mm. Uh, like there were some shows that I, I did enjoy more, like The Crown. I enjoyed The Crown more than Crown Queen and Crown. Gambit. Um, but no, it was a it was a good show. I think the one thing I that I really liked about it though, is just like the way they closed everything. Out. Like I said earlier, I feel like they told the story that they were going to tell, and they mm. told it the right way. So I have no no gripes with it. Uh, maybe. If, if they extend the story out, maybe it was able to extend it to two more seasons, maybe, or another season just so we have more content. If they were possibly able to do that, I'd maybe rank it higher. But um, as far as the miniseries, it's pretty, pretty damn good. So. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like I said, at Max, I would want one more season just to kind of see how Beth copes with her addiction and also recovers with losing chess because chess was kind of the only thing that was also helping her. Mm-hmm fight that addiction mm-hmm. so like just seeing how she copes with life 
after that and that kind of I mean you know focusing on that that's a compelling story that's basically the story of euphoria yeah. and, and whatnot so that like plenty of shows just go off that so we could do you know one season off that to kind of see how she does but like it's not required we got some understanding of where it is like this is this is definitely you, they could close the book on this one and leave it and I would be fine with that and I'd give it a 9 out of 10 like that like I said there's not there's not many gripes I had about it Anya Taylor-Joy was exceptional at playing the role. I mean, like you said, the one gripe was... Like, and the thing is, with her performance, it's not, like, a lot of talking. It's not like she's, like, giving, like, long monologues. And exactly. Like, most of her, like, best work right is done, like, with her eyes. And, like, her yeah. eyes are... Like, she's very like captivating eyes. Just, like, kind of like her eyes are far apart. Or whatever. Yeah, they are. They are. I was like, the pupils are the pupils are kind of far <laughs> no, but apart, like, but they're it's like interesting. She's, like she's just so such an expressive actress. Yeah, and I think she's she's really good. Yeah, that one, and she really carried the show. And you know, I I'd, I'd love to see more stuff with her. And you know, I was very pleased with it. But I think that's that kind of wraps it up for for me, guys. And. Ladies and gents, thanks y'all for tuning in to the to the, our pod on the Queen's Gambit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all got anything you want us to review? No, let us know. Send me a message, a DM, or just at me on Twitter or Instagram. You know, and that is at Cargold. By the way, K H A R G O L D. Hey, Mike Hill, you gonna plug yours? Hey, you already know where to find me, Mike Hill made it on Instagram, Hill underscore Yeah on Twitter. Shoot me a message. Nice. Hey, and y'all can reach me at dwild3 on Twitter or Instagram. Oh, there it is. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with some more goodness. Peace out. Peace.